Hello, good morning. This is Jadian on Waxing Poetic Yin. And I know it's been a while since I have produced a podcast, but today I have been feeling very inspired. And as I've told you before, anybody who is an artist, whenever you have this urge to create, that is the moment that you put yourself into creation. And with that being said, Pisces is one of the most creative signs in the zodiac. So this is why I want to hop on here and talk about this wonderful, beautiful sign. We are coming into a full moon in Pisces in about three days, August the 30th. Right now, the sun is in Virgo. Virgo's opposite sign is going to be Pisces. Today I will be talking about whatever I feel is important. I'm gonna kind of just go with the flow as Pisces should and download any information that I feel is important and speak from there. Speaking from my intuitive awareness is what I'm gonna be doing today. Um, So anything that pops up. Um, I will be talking about this full moon in Pisces, of course. You know, I've been seeing so many ties to Pisces lately, okay? Um, I actually went to Barnes & Noble, when was it? Like two days ago. And there was this book that I've been wanting to get right. I had it saved, okay? And what drew me into it I didn't even know who wrote it yet but what drew me into it was the symbol of the sun then I quickly realized that this book was Rick Rubin's book now if you guys don't know who Rick Rubin is I highly recommend getting to know him he is To me, he is the modern-day wizard. A true definition of Pisces. You know, I can listen to him. His words are so hypnotizing. And just the way that he puts things together really, really blows your mind. Um, Again, he is definitely coming from that Piscean energy and expressing himself through that art. And it's just beautiful. It really, really is. And when you take a look at him, he's very eccentric. And again, to me, the first thing that I think of when I see Rick Rubin is a wizard. He was born on March the 10th. March babies are very much in connection with Piscean energy. I've already talked about this before. Even the Aries that is born in March does have an incarnation contract linked up with Pisces. It doesn't mean that the Aries sun is a Pisces. You know, the Aries sun still has that ego. um, But the incarnation contract links up with Pisces. For those of you that have been following me for a while, uh, yes, I do piece up astrological signs very, very differently. But yes, he is a March baby. He's a March baby. So he links up with that energy full force of Pisces. He was born March the 10th, 1963. And if some of you are wondering why I'm talking about this guy right now, because he's a Pisces. And today I'm actually going to be reading a little bit of his book to you because... 
this links up very, very much so with the creative aspect that we're going to be feeling for this full moon in Pisces. Everything truly has a purpose, everything, and it's all pieces of the puzzle being put together right now. So if you know, you know. Rick Rubin's actually an American record producer whose light touch and keen ear made him one of the most sought after producers in popular music. He came out with this book, uh, The Creative Act, and I just love the book because you can just pretty much open up the book to any chapter and you're just like, wow, you're just completely immersed in the context. It's just all very beautiful written and it just makes so much sense and it's very much just straight to the point. So this book is his wisdom that he has accumulated over the decades and you know to me any march baby who has come into evolution of course i'm going to want to sit and listen to them because pisces is the 12th of the zodiac the last of the zodiac has retained in itself all of the other astrological signs lessons and karmas so you could just imagine the march baby what it has to go through when it reincarnates so wise so beautiful so creative so complex so deep when we think about the 12th house and mastering this part of ourselves this is the sacred space the hidden the unseen where we can find ourselves over and over again. So of course I want to talk about this book and I want to talk about this person because I came across it just recently and I was like, oh my god, what a great topic to talk about. And it just ties in with the energy that everybody is going to be feeling in the next um, few days. So really quickly, um, I have been reading a lot of March Babies. Um as of late and what i can definitely tell you is yes you guys are definitely going to be going through a lot of transformations some of you may deal with death around you you know this is going to play out very differently for every march baby but what i can tell you is yes you will be dealing with death and rebirth it doesn't necessarily mean that every single one of you is going to be dealing with a death in the family or whatever it may be but yes it is likely for someone to deal with that in this time because of the way that the stars are positioned we have to realize again that every single human being in the world is reacting to the outside stimuli of the universe this is all science so for march babies specifically i highly recommend getting a progressive reading right now or just a reading in general because you will be dealing with a lot and i can prepare you for the obstacles and the blessings that are to come but yes, you guys will be dealing with some transformations. You guys will have to dive deeper than ever, you know, let go of certain things, move forward into new things. This is going to be a huge transformational period for my March babies. You know, maybe this is a time where you really take shit seriously because you're going to be forced to take shit seriously. Whether it's you changing your lifestyle or the way that you do things, you know, your routine, whatever it may be, like, this is it. This is definitely a little bit of a hard transit, but I know that whatever it is that does happen is going to push you into where you need to be. Sometimes you guys do need that nudge. Again, remember, through the darkness is where we find the light, and through the darkness is where we find that wisdom, okay? 
Now, let's talk about the 12th house, okay, because this is very, very important, okay? The 12th house is associated with solitude. For those of you that don't understand the houses of astrology, the 12th house has a lot to do with Pisces. That's Pisces house. The 12th house is Pisces house. So, this house has a lot to do with spending time alone, being able to find time to retreat from the stresses of the world, you know, this is when we want to be alone in solitude to really reflect on what we need to do. You know, it's crazy because you think of Virgo, which is the opposite of Pisces, right? And when we look at the major arcana of the tarot, it is the hermit and the hermit is in solitude. Number nine means solitude, spending time alone, soul searching, finding yourself. We are in Virgo season right now. Once we hit September, it's diving deeper than ever. I'm going to tell you that right now. So usually the 12th house is like when you withdraw, you come back to listening to music, writing, you know, uh, coming back to your creativity and your spirituality. It's about isolating yourself, um, re-energizing or recharging your batteries, basically, right? Retreat. You know, when I see the Eight of Cups in the Minor Arcana, um, you see this guy walking away into the mountains. He's cloaked in red. You know, red is a very powerful color. But this man has his back turned towards these cups, right? He's turning his back on the things that were once comfortable to him. And now they are no longer fulfilling him. He's over and done with it. It doesn't hurt to move forward from this. It just no longer fits his energy anymore. And he needs to move forward into solitude, which is the hermit. The guy on the card is the hermit going into the mountains, doing his soul search, spending time alone, coming back to his creative self and spirituality. He's leaving behind what was once comfortable. He knows that he needs to go on this soul search. So this is very much in connection with what Pisces truly is. This full moon in Pisces is the perfect time to connect to our imagination. You know, enjoy writing about how we feel and contemplate on the meaning of life. When we think about the 12th house, when we think about March babies, you know, we think of, you know, the psychics, the empaths, the people that are extremely intuitive. You are born this way. You see life in a whole different perspective. Or at least you should because you do have that psychic sense whether you want to believe it or not. You absorb everything in your environment and you take it as your own and maybe that can make you feel off or psycho or you're not understanding why you're feeling this way but it's because you're absorbing everybody else's energy. That's why. This weighs you down and makes things difficult. But when you start to gain consciousness and understand this, then you get to recharge your batteries, which I highly recommend for Pisces in general, because you guys are absorbing so much energy from other people that sometimes you don't even understand if those feelings are your own. So yeah, that can make you feel a bit crazy. So sometimes with Pisces, I think that it's hard for you to identify who you really are because you're actually absorbing everything that's around you and it's hard to distinguish what's what and what. You're sensitive to energies and these things can be extremely confusing. 
you need to have some time alone to kind of like separate the energies and the thoughts. So today, what I'm also going to be talking about is body awareness. Everybody needs this, everybody, not just the Pisces, but we're really zooming in on Pisces because this is what this full moon is about. So yeah, benefits come from meditation, mindfulness practices, uh, focusing within, you know, this is about meditation, finding yoga, whatever comes naturally to you. So I do want to talk about this today because again, Pisces helps us to come back to ourself, our inner self, and how are we going to get there through these practices. So this is what I want to talk about today as well. You know, focusing on breathing and stilling the mind helps enhance greater insight. We want to tap into the 12th house. We want to tap in deeper because remember through the darkness is where we find the light. And this requires solitude. Being alone helps relieve stress and anxiety. I'm not saying isolate yourself so much to the point where like you don't even want to go out there, you know, and you just become antisocial. You don't want to do that to yourself either, but you do want to give yourself some time to get yourself together, spend some time alone. Again, that helps with relieving stress and anxiety. We need a sacred space in our home where we can be ourselves. Always remember that. Create a space for yourself. I'm going to tell you this really quickly. During the full moon, it's about release, letting go of things, right? It's usually a time when a lot of my clients are telling me, oh my god, I'm cleaning my house, I'm doing this and that with my house. And yeah, because the full moon wants you to release things. So don't have a cluttery space. When you have cluttery spaces, that makes you feel irritated, depressed. You know, objects carry energy. And if you're not cleansing your space, you're going to feel down in the dumps 100%. Get rid of shit that you don't need. Cleanse your space. Create an ambience for yourself that makes you feel good. We're always reacting to outside stimuli, even the colors on the wall. You know, um, a lot of us are affected by the ambience in different ways. Like a lot of us get affected by our mind. Our mind can feel cluttered all over the place. Some of us feel, you know, things emotionally, you know, we all react to things very differently. But yes, the ambience, I would definitely say, affects everybody in a certain way. We need to create a sacred space for ourselves in our home, wherever. I mean, that could literally be in your bathroom. Light candles in your bathroom. Clean your freaking tub and create an ambience for yourself in your tub if that is what you want to do taking a bath salt bath incense whatever it may be where is your sacred space create a space for yourself the 12th house is a sacred space that is our subconscious but for everyone you know in the material world create a sacred space for yourself so that you can connect to yourself which is that 12th house space This is the place where you hibernate, withdraw, seclude yourself. It's your spiritual room. It's where you have your favorite spiritual pictures, candles, books, music. This is why I always recommend creating an altar for yourself. Your altar is a reflection of you. You know, don't copy anybody. It's what you want to do. It's what makes you feel good. And always keep your altar space clean. Whenever someone feels um, 
stressed, you come to this place. This is where you light your candles, read your books, you know, listen to your music. When someone feels stressed, this is a special place where you retreat to. Create a special place that belongs to you. Don't feel guilty about needing to be alone sometimes because your soul needs to function in the practical world and you won't be able to function in the practical world if you don't take some time out for yourself. Remember what I always say, you need to take care of yourself first because if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of the people around you, your job, your business, anything really, your kids, you won't even be mentally prepared to take care of anything. Or even physically, if you don't take care of yourself first, you come first. You want to take care of mind, body, soul so that you can be uplifted, high vibrating and attract the most beautiful opportunities, relationships. Because if you're low vibrational, you're going to be attracting negative, negative, negative. It's just the natural laws of life. Like it just really, really is. Like you attract what you put out. So... Again, I'm not going to get into this. I've talked about it many, many times before, but it just makes sense. You need to come back to yourself. And this full moon is going to allow us, is going to allow us to come back to self. So many of you have special gifts and you don't even know it because you don't know how to tap into it. This is why I'm always recommending also reading. I do have these new readings out. It's called Phoenix and Angel Readings. People who have 8th house planets or 12th house planets can come to me for this reading because I have something very beautiful to tell you about this. There's something deeper about you, okay? Anybody who has 8th house planets or 12th house planets, there's something extremely deep about you and it's something that you need to know about yourself. Sometimes people have fear of these houses, the 8th and the 12th, but there's nothing to fear. It's like, these are the things you have to know. You have to know the darker parts of yourself in order for you to really transform. So yeah, I highly recommend those readings as well, especially if you have 12th house planets. Now, really quickly, since we are entering this full moon, full moons are going to make people feel batshit crazy. It is what it is. Full moons are extremely high energetically, extremely high, and people who are not conscious walking around the world unconsciously are going to react to the full moons in a very chaotic way. Usually people who are very conscious, very connected, just have awareness of what's going on energetically around them, right? So they react to this outside stimuli in a very positive way rather than a negative but this is all about gaining cosmic consciousness. You know, it's good to have cosmic consciousness. It's good to know how your own body reacts to that outside stimuli. So this is why I want to talk about body awareness today. It's weird, but one of my clients, her name is Beth, and she commented about relaxation methods to get in touch with your surroundings. And I was like, oh my god, perfect perfect timing. A lot of my clients also, I'm just being completely honest, a lot of them, well, I know that I am a teacher and a guide. I know that I am. But when my clients start getting really connected, I also feel like they're messengers for me too, because I actually learn from them as well. 
from the ones that are extremely conscious. Like, it's crazy. It's like everything is intertwined and connected in some way or another. So we're all learning as we go. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say I know every single thing in the world because I don't. I love learning. I want to learn. It's what keeps me motivated and helps me to feel creative. Once you get to that point where you feel like, oh, I know everything, you know, you stop learning, literally, and you become depressed. We are here to learn to master ourselves as we go. And even though I'm teaching other people, I also feel like I'm learning from my clients as well. So I really, really appreciate that. But let's talk about body awareness. So knowing yourself and understanding how trauma affects your life and health is very, very important. When you understand how traumatic experiences have impacted your life and recognize behaviors, emotions, and patterns, then you can have greater power in managing them. The best way to heal trauma is to find a professional such as maybe a trauma counselor, a therapist, energy healer, or even a massage therapist to begin the recovery process. You know, I talked about this on my subscribers. I literally said this recently. As a massage therapist, even if you don't feel like a healer, you are a healer. And especially for those of you that are extremely cosmic conscious, more power to you when you're doing your work. I feel like anybody can be a healer. Anybody. You know, when you have a client in your chair as a hairstylist, you're listening to your people's experiences, traumas, or they're just venting out to you. And with you being a good listener, you're being a healer in some sort of way. So anybody can be a healer. You just need to gain your cosmic consciousness and you can help people along the way. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to do tarot. You need to do oracle decks. You need to be a medium. Not everybody was destined for those things. We can all be healers and heal humanity in different ways. It's just how cosmic conscious are you? But anyways, back to what I'm saying. You want to get with a professional, you know, to start getting in touch with this part of you, the deeper parts of yourself. Finding a trusted confidant I know can be a little hard, but you want to find somebody that you can trust and be vulnerable with. Feel comfortable sharing emotions because this is the number one thing that helps people heal from trauma. I'm going to tell you that right now. So find somebody that you trust. And again, not everybody is to be trusted. Other things that help people heal from trauma include grounding exercises, self-reflection, relaxation, yoga, meditation, breathing, breath work, you know, muscle tension exercises. You have to realize, again, you know, we hold trauma in different places of our body and that ultimately turns into disease, anxiety, just issues in the body. We kind of have to learn to release those different um, energetic blockages, energetic blockages. This is why it's good to get in touch with the chakra system as well and understand the different energetic meridians. But yes, the first step in healing trauma is to become aware of your own physical body. It's important to understand where you carry stress and tension. There is a doctor named Dr. Van Der Kolk, trauma specialist, and he calls this skill body scanning, right? So yeah, these methods um, involve self-regulation, self-regulation activities used for treating trauma, you know, the body scanning. So you could do, again, breath work peripheral vision exercises, pelvic floor exercising, 
you know, it's crazy because when I was doing uh, yoga and teaching yoga, I would always say like Kegel squeeze, you know, because this is in connection with your root chakra. So I would do breath work with this exercise. But you want to body scan head to toe awareness of tense muscles and implementing ways to relax them you are so intuitive as a human being don't ever think that you are not that powerful to understand your body because you really really are again you just need to gain awareness and you know what i'm going to tell you this right off the bat yoga can help you to understand body awareness but yes, you want to body scan head to toe and gain awareness of your tense muscles and implementing ways to relax them, tightening muscles for five seconds and releasing them is a part of this technique. Also breathing deeply in and out, holding for a few seconds and just releasing tension during your breath meditations can foster great relaxation, calmness, taking deep breaths in through the nose, exhaling through the mouth, all of that. When we are relaxed, we are not in fight or flight mode or survival mode. Feeling safe and secure increases feelings of comfort, safety, and security. Being in this state physically helps the body heal and process past experiences. Peripheral vision exercises also involve concentration and focus. They can also help, you know, with healing trauma. Focus on a spot straight ahead of you and slowly keep your focus. Continue to widen your field of view and notice what you see in the peripheral vision. You know, trauma treatments like eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing, which is called EMDR, have been found to be successful in helping trauma victims remember process and release painful memories so for those of you that do come from you know survival mode and have really heavy traumas that are probably stemming from the root doing emdr can help you but you want to do this with a trained therapist always you know you have people that can guide you in a direction of healing you know another way um, to reduce muscle tension is pelvic floor relaxation which involves lying on the floor tensing the four points and muscles in the pelvis and then releasing them you always want to ensure your breath is deep holding in the breath and then releasing the breath while tightening these muscles Whenever you feel clenching or tightening of your muscles, you can stop and find a place to practice these basic techniques. This will put your body in a state of awareness that will help you to learn self-regulation. So let's go ahead and talk about um, your senses. We need to get in touch with your senses and notice small details that your mind typically tunes out. When you feel overwhelmed with emotions, intrusive thoughts, um, and maybe unpleasant memories, you have control over what you are experiencing and can utilize these different techniques to gain greater focus. I highly recommend writing this down, honestly, if you want to learn body awareness. So what are five things that you can see? Look for small details such as patterns on the ceiling, the way the light reflects off the surface, or an object you can never notice. See, all of this is diving deeper into yourself, which heavily reminds me of Piscean energy, is diving deeper into self. You know, as a Pisces, they are very creative. They work from the yin side, the creative side. And as an artist, I believe wholeheartedly that 
they recognize the small details that the average human that works from the yang side does not. We want to dive into our yin side, the 12th house, the hidden, the unseen. And the way that you're going to do that is by body awareness. Again, what are five things that you can see? Look for the small details such as patterns on the ceiling, the way that the light reflects off of the surface, or an object that you never noticed. And as an artist, they see things that an average, you know, human mind that probably is walking around unconsciously cannot see. Again, tapping into more of the 12th, the Piscean energy. Now moving into the next step, what are four things that you can feel? Notice the sensation of the clothing on your body, the sun on your skin, or the feelings of the chair that you're sitting in. Pick up an object and examine its weight, texture, and other physical qualities. Now with listening, like what are three things that you can hear? Pay special attention to the sounds your mind has tuned out such as ticking, clocks, you know, distant traffics, or trees blowing in the wind. What are two things that you can smell? Try to notice smells in the air around you like an air freshener or freshly mowed grass, you know. You may also look around for something that has a scent such as a flower or a candle. Now taste, what is one thing that you can taste? Carry gum, candy, or small snacks. For this step, you know, pop one in your mouth and focus your attention closely on flavor. You can come back to these little techniques to help you to gain control, gain greater focus. This is about coming back to self rather than having all of this chatter in your mind, these overwhelming emotions, intrusive thoughts again, or unpleasant memories. All right, so I'm glad that we talked about all of this. Now I want to get into Rick Rubin's um, Nothing is Static chapter. He states, The world is always changing. You can engage in the same awareness practice five days in a row in the same location and have a unique experience each time. So it just mind blows me because everything that I just said about body awareness is in this chapter. Different sounds and different smells may be present. No two gusts of wind feel quite the same. The tone and quality of the sunlight changes from minute to minute, day to day. Within the richness of nature, the variations are easily noticeable. Some are shouts, others are whispers. Even if an element seems static, whether a work of art in a museum or an everyday object in a kitchen, when we look at it deeply, we can see newness. It gives me chills talking about this because I feel like this is where we are right now. This is exactly what we're going to be experiencing during this full moon in Pisces. We start to recognize aspects unnoticed before. He states, rereading the same book over and over, we will likely find new themes, undercurrents, details, and connections. This makes complete sense to me because I do come back to books that I've read in the past and I'm like, holy shit. I get a new perspective off of it because I've grown throughout the months, throughout the years, and then I come back to this book and I'm like, holy crap, I learned something new. Or I recognized a something that I didn't recognize before. And this is very much a 12th house theme. He also states, You can't step into the same stream twice because it's always flowing. Everything is. 
every single thing. The world is constantly changing, so no matter how often we practice paying attention, there will always be something new to notice. It's up to us to find it. As Pisces, Pisces is flowing, flowing in opposite directions. You can either swim downstream or upstream. It's up to you. And Pisces is about going with the flow. Likewise, we are always changing, growing, evolving. We learn and forget things. We move through different moods, thoughts, unconscious processes. The cells in our body die and regenerate. No one is the same person all day long. Even if the world outside were to remain static, the information we took in would still be ever-changing. And so too with the work we bring forth. Rick Rubin stated, the person who makes something today isn't the same person who returns to the work tomorrow. So beautifully said. Now, since this is the full moon in Pisces, it's a period of release, you know, making this a powerful time to say goodbye, end old habits, and change our patterns. We are ever-changing, ever-changing, never stay stagnant. Let's look back at the Eight of Cups. Take this minor arcana imagery and leave behind what was once outdated you know the comfort zone get out of the comfort zone you've been staying there way too long way too long we're ever changing we're always moving we're always evolving if we're always in the same 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 stuck 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 how the hell are we ever going to push forward into our true soul search and really find our purpose we need change. Embrace change. Go with the flow. It's a time to say goodbye. End old habits. Change our patterns. As we assess what we want to hold on to, we might get lost examining all of the pros and cons of what should stay and what should go. Stop procrastinating. Stop getting sucked into the other Pisces fish. The one that swims downstream. The one that drags you down. Start swimming upstream towards the gods and the heavens, higher power, your spiritual consciousness, your creativity. Everyone is a creator. Everyone. Creativity is not a rare ability. It is not difficult to access. Creativity is a fundamental aspect of being human. It's our birthright and it's for all of us. Creativity doesn't exclusively relate to making art. We all engage in this act on a daily basis. To create, it's to bring something into existence that wasn't there before. It could be a conversation, the solution to a problem, a note to a friend, the rearrangement of furniture in a room, a new, a new route home to avoid a traffic jam. Like, all of this is creativity. What you make doesn't have to be witnessed, recorded, sold, or encased in a, in a glass for it to be a work of art. Through the ordinary state of being, we are already creators in the most profound way, creating our experience of reality and composing the world we perceive. Rick Rubin also states, to live as an artist is a way of being in the world, a way of perceiving, a practice of paying attention, refining our sensitivity to tune into the more subtle notes, looking for what draws us in and what pushes us away, noticing what feeling tones arise and where they lead. 
attuned choices by attuned choice, your entire life is a form of self-expression. You exist as a creative being in a creative universe, a singular work of art. Okay, so I'm done. I'm done. I think I had said everything that needs to be said. As I'm telling you, I got inspired recently by Rick Rubin and it just hit me like a bomb this morning because I'm like, holy shit, yeah, he's a Pisces, it makes sense. Everything that he says and this time is a time where we're connecting to the 12th, which is Pisces and it has a lot to do with the hidden, the unseen and we really need to tap into those aspects of ourself. We really, really do. Because the ability to look deeply is the root of creativity, to see past the ordinary and mundane and get to what might otherwise be invisible. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please share and tag me. Let me know your thoughts and feelings on this podcast. I wanted to do things a little bit differently today. There are so many books that have inspired me on my journey. And I usually feel like when a book comes into our presence there's a reason for it every book every book that I've ever bought received as a gift has been like a mind-blowing experience it's like what I needed to see in that moment in time it's just beautiful it's beautiful so I wanted to do things a little bit differently let me know how you feel about this podcast I will leave a comment box open please share your thoughts and feelings and tag me on Instagram. Now, thank you so much, guys, for always supporting me. And again, for my Pisces babies, please get a reading during this time. It's so necessary. 